When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Justin Tinsley, David Dennis Jr., J.A. Adande, Mina Kimes. If you're pitching to Aaron Judge, are you challenging him or are you pitching around? Last night, Pirates oh. pitched Eric Stout. Clearly, they didn't want to give up 61. He was booed. And tonight, Trubisky, Brissett, and Brownie the Elf. Let's go! I mean, I want to see 61. Come on, man. Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka is likely facing a suspension for the entire upcoming season for his role in a consensual relationship with a female staff member. Formal announcement expected as soon as today. That's the reporting, the latest reporting from Adrian Wojnarowski. David Dennis Jr. around the horn to you. Your reaction to the news? I want to start by by saying this. Like in the world where uh, fans go to Browns games with signs of support of Deshaun Watson, things like that, that is hard to explain to people that what Ime Doka did was wrong. But it was wrong to have a relationship with a subordinate within an organization. With that said... This is on the, like, these things are not happening in a vacuum, and it's up to the Celtics to do better than trickling out information and leaking information. There are so many questions that I have that the Celtics need to answer, including when did they find out? How fast did they act? Was the woman wronged? What have they done to make things right with her? Why one year instead of firing him and and releasing this information in the way that they have has only left more questions and has really left pretty much all the women on staff with the Celtics victimized by people doing guessing and, you know, going on their Instagram accounts and trying to figure out who they are. So the Celtics have to do a better job of explaining in detail what we need to know to really understand the facts of this story. Mina Kimes. Yeah, David, you make a really good point about the speculation that's quite reckless going on around this at the moment. And to me, actually, the fact that it's happening strikes me as evidence as to why we have these policies in the first place. Because if you are in a position of power and you do have a relationship, even a consensual one with a subordinate, and it does get out, you do put the organization at risk. There are questions about imbalances of power. This is not infidelity that he is being punished for. It's the fact that it took place in a workplace with a subordinate. Um, you know, as far as the length of the suspension, I really think it's hard to weigh in on that without knowing all the details that David alluded to. I will say it has uh, it strikes people perhaps as harsh coming on the heels of the Robert Sarver suspension for one year. And of course, Sarver has said he will sell the team. To me, that's not evidence that the Udoka suspension is heavy handed. We just don't know enough to say. It's more of a it's more of a reflection of the fact that the Sarver suspension was totally ins- insufficient from the beginning. Jay Adande. Well, it is a sign of the changing times, as Sarver inelegantly pointed out in his notice that he was selling the team. You know, I can remember when uh, the coach of the Lakers, Phil Jackson, was dating a team executive 
uh, who happened to be the owner's daughter. And there were no sanctions for either party in that case. Different times. This is more similar to the Minnesota Timberwolves firing their president of basketball operations, Gerson Rosas, a couple years ago when it was discovered that he was in a relationship with a team employee. A key difference there, why the firing set of suspension, I feel like they were on the verge of firing him anyway for performance. No one wanted to get rid of Ime Udoka. It'd be very hard to argue that is performance-based if you fired him. And getting back to Dennis's point, why a suspension? I feel like that is part of the reason that you could open yourself up for a wrongful termination lawsuit uh, if you were to go directly to firing him. Maybe the hope is that he resigns similar to what Sarver did when the NBA did not necessarily have the ability or wanted to avoid the legal entanglement of getting rid of Sarver. I think those are similar in that regard. And Justin Tinsley. Yeah, it's it's such an odd situation all around because as everyone has said so far, it still feels like there's so much that we don't know about this. We can talk about the timing. We can talk about all of that. But I just really have to go back to a point that's already been made. And I'm so glad that it was made before me. And I'm still going to say it. It was like the speculation of who this woman is. I get with social media, you want to go viral with, oh, it maybe was this person, maybe it was that person, but this is the reality. This is the human nature of everything. This is the person who woke up this morning and was not guilty of something that the internet was trying to elude that she was guilty of. We have to be more uh, you know, conscientious about our speculation. And if it's not your job to figure out, you do no good Googling who the Celtics staff is and pointing out, is it her? Maybe it's her. That is not safe. You're dealing with people's lives and you can ruin people's lives just off speculation alone. I get that we live in a messy society and messy headlines draw clicks and they do all of this, but speculation can be very, very harmful. And in this case, we, we, we see how it already is. Jay, back to you for a second. It seems to me you're, you're saying this is a product of a team and in a league seeking a moral high ground. They may not even have, but, but seeking a moral high ground because you mentioned decades ago it was Jeannie Buss and, and Phil Jackson. You mentioned Robert Sarver or someone else in this discussion. The, the word in the reporting is consensual. How do you view it then? Well, it, it becomes an HR issue, and it becomes about trying to do the right thing. And I think Mina alluded to the reasons why you cannot have these things. Uh, but the reason why I think the Celtics had to act, even though there seemed to be no evidence that anyone wanted Udoka out, that's the key difference here, is that he just had the most successful season with the Celtics in over a decade. Yeah. has proven to be a very capable coach. No one wants to get rid of him. But if you want to be about the values that you're espousing, then you have to have some type of sanction here for violating team policies. David Dennis Jr., now the position the Celtics find themselves in today, uh, a month away from the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking on the court, this is an absolute disaster, which has been part of their disastrous offseason. I mean, it sort of started with them talking about trading Jalen Brown and having their stars uh, reacting to all that. They do uh, had Gallinari was injured, who was supposed to be an important cog. And now you don't have the coach who gave you, you know, you were 28-7 and seven the last 35 games with this coach. At the beginning of this season, or about a week ago, I would have said that the Celtics and the Bucks were the class of the East. I think this moves the Celtics down somewhere uh, a tier below, right around Philadelphia or something like that. But this is disastrous. And Justin Tinsley. 
Look, this is the the least important thing out of all of this in the discussion, but Ime Udoka's gone for the foreseeable future. Will Hardy is gone. That's a lot of that coaching pedigree from last season that is not in that locker room, and you just got to wonder how it impacts a young team. But again, that is, that is the least important thing in this entire situation right now. Thanks for your thoughts on that. We'll move on now to football tonight, Thursday night. Steelers, Browns, Trubisky, Brissette, Brownie, the Elf, watching all. Mina, issues with Cleveland's end-of-game management, as always, cropped up last week. Issues with the Steelers' offense, as has been recent for this franchise in the last week as well. Could this be Trubisky's last stand? A lot of questions, Mina. What are you watching for tonight? Yeah, you know, I am very curious to see what the Steelers' offense looks like, much more than Cleveland, because we know what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball and try to control the clock. But it does feel like for Mitchell Trubisky, this is it. He has got to show them something, show the organization something, show the fan base that they aren't going to rank at the bottom of the NFL, as they do now, in yards per attempt, similarly to the last few seasons with Ben Roethlisberger. And there's a lot of, you know, disagreement or, I guess, um, uh, conflict of opinion about who is responsible for that. Is it the offensive line? Is it the play calling? Is it Trubisky himself? My answer is a little bit all of the above. But the fact is, when Mr. Trubisky does air it out, he has not been successful this season. On throws of 10 or more air yards, he ranks 32nd in QBR. His adjusted completion percentage, which accounts for drops and throwaways, is 13%. So I need to see more from him tonight. They need to spread it out. They need to push the ball downfield. And if he doesn't, I do think they will consider making a change. Justin Tinsley. Yeah, I think it's his last chance, but we're talking about a guy who really didn't have a lot of chances going into this situation as it is. He can't even uh, adjust the plays at the line is what reports are saying, but he is right in the sense that they need to open that offense up. It's not like Pittsburgh doesn't have weapons on the offensive end. They absolutely do, but here's the thing. Like, you, you're, you're, the longest play of your season cannot be a 32-yard screen pass to a backup tight end. Minka Fitzpatrick technically can't lead your team in reception touchdowns because he has a pick six and the receivers have none. Like, you, you just can't do that. So I do agree. Like, Mitchell Trubisky wants to get the ball down the field, but as Mina just said, here's another thing about him. Since 2017, he's been off target on 35% of his deep ball. So he wants to do the one thing that historically he hasn't been good at. Good stuff from Tinsley. David Dennis Jr. Yeah, this is Trubisky's last stand, uh, really. I think the idea that you have Trubisky, what he's going to do, he's not going to make mistakes. Great. He's only throwing one interception. That's fine. But the defense, you don't have Watt out there. And it's really alarming after when week one when you get five turnovers and you still barely win the game. They should have won that game by 20 points. I think, you know, this is the chance for them to try something. I know he's worried about turnovers. I know he's worried about mistakes. Go out there and give it a shot because you can get pulled. And I know the Steelers, they don't want to put a rookie out there. Maybe try Mason Rudolph because at least he'll throw the ball down the field. But there might be a change at the end of this game. They have a... 10 days before the next game, and they play the Jets. So if you want to look smart for having a starter, uh, for changing and having a new starter out there, that's the time to do yeah, it. Yeah, Donde. <laughs> Last stand is week three. We're not even, it's not even the third weekend. It's the start of week three. And uh, as you alluded to, you don't want to put Pickett in this situation. Ask him to start short week on the road would be unfair. I'm going to trust the judgment of these teams, just like we saw with, say, the Bears not going right to fields right away, just as we saw with the 49ers not going to Trey Lance right away, as we saw a few years ago with the, with the Chiefs not going to Patrick Mahomes right away. They understand the timing, and they're not going to put someone in a position to fail. So when he's ready, I think we'll see the switch. It's clearly not time yet.
Mina, on the Browns here, I mean, <laughs> you said they're going to run the ball and it's going to be Chubb. And then last week it was they ran it too much. They should have sat down at the one-yard line. The end of game, end of clock timing with Kevin Stefanski. Anything you're watching for there? Yeah, that was a disaster. And Stefanski, I would say more than the running backs, has been criticized for not, for, you know, his, it's his responsibility to have them prepared for that situation. But as much attention has been focused on Nick Chubb and what went down there, it was really the Browns' defense that lost the game with the miscommunications on the back end, letting Joe Flacco slice and dice you. Uh, it is really not encouraging, and they need to be better tonight to win. Mm-hmm. All right, that's our horn. Justin Tisley, make a pick. You're on a roll right now. I'm going. Honestly, I'm going Steelers. I'm, I'm going. Why Steelers. did you say actually? You don't need to say actually. It's just a, David Dennis Jr. <laughs> I'm going with the Browns. Mm-hmm. Adade. The Browns team that we saw for the first 58 and a half yeah, minutes. I mean, kind. I've got Cleveland. I think they'll be able to run it on. Fire them. cell on the other side. What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Cincinnati Bengals 0-2. Did Joe Burrow have a relaxed moment? We're not panicking. Two games in, we got 15 games left. So I'll just take a deep breath and relax. We're, uh, we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Mina Kimes, buy or sell, relax from Burrow. Well, I'm buying his poise, but I'm selling the idea that the Bengals' offense should relax. We just spent the previous block criticizing the Steelers' offense. Right now, the Bengals are tied with the Steelers in offensive efficiency. They cannot run the ball. They cannot pass protect. They need to show me something for me to feel otherwise. Mm, Jay Adande. Yeah, Mina, he can't fix those things during a press conference, though. So at that moment, adopting that persona, which is his true nature, I'm buying it because that's who he is. He's a chill dude, and you have to maintain character. David Dennis Jr. Hmm. 
I'm selling it because one of the big problems here is he doesn't have enough time to relax behind that offensive line. He's been sacked on 12.7% of his dropbacks, which is twice as much as, as the league average and 50% worse than they were last year, which was already a disastrous year. He's 26 in air yards, which means he does not have time to throw the ball. So, I mean, they're playing the Jets. Yes, that's good, but they have the Dolphins, Ravens, and Saints coming up. That's going to be a problem. And Justin Tinsley. Oh, you know, you know, I'm about my man Joe Shiesty. I, I buy his confidence, but that offensive line, as David said, better not relax. But you know who I'm really buying? It's head coach Zach Taylor. This is what expectations look like. This is what pressure feels like. When you come within a block away in the Super Bowl from winning the actual Super Bowl, 0-2 to start the next season is not going to settle with anybody. You're, bu- so you're buying really him saying this is what expectation is. Yeah. You know, you're buying the job Zach Taylor's done through two weeks. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I'm not. I mean, we can criticize the offensive line, but I also think they haven't done a great job of game planning around their deficiencies or really keeping defenses on tilt. They're really struggling against cover two. They have yet to show they, show, show that they have a change-up for that. Need to see something different this week. Everybody has Cincinnati over the Jets, or is there something surprising going on in New York? Uh, the Joe Flacco miracle. No, okay, we'll move on. Buy or sell two. When the NFL suspended Mike Evans one game, It was the ruling of NFL VP of Rules and Policy, John Runyon Sr. It has now been noted that the game Evans will miss, Buccaneers-Packers Sunday, John Runyon Sr.'s son, John Runyon Jr., plays for the Packers. John Runyon Jr. says his father, John Runyon Sr., was just doing his job. J.A., do you see a conflict of interest here? Should Runyon Sr. maybe have recused himself? You see the potential for conflict of interest, and that's why he should have recused himself to avoid any discussion like we're having right now. Just take it off the table, because objectively, I can see why you would suspend Evans, who ran off the sidelines to the middle of the field to join a confrontation. That sounds very suspendable to me, regardless of who's making the decision and what his son's But the appearance of conflict of interest, or at least the possibility, is equal to conflict of interest. David Dennis Jr., how do you see it? Yeah, two things can be true. Evans can deserve to be suspended for his second attack on the same player from behind. But also, every time there is a rule laid down from the NFL, there is another controversy about how the NFL does not know how to lay down rules and punishments all the way from the most important down to something like this. Like, can they get one right, please? Justin Tinsley. One song that's not on the NFL's playlist is the song Can It All Be So Simple because they repeatedly get this always wrong. Just... You could have easily avoided this. Just have him recuse himself, take himself off this case, and we wouldn't even be talking about it on the show right now. Mina Kimes. Yeah, this is a non-controversial decision, but his inclusion or his involvement rather adds an element of controversy that didn't have to be there because of the perception, the appearance. I can come up with some other words other than the one that I think is in everyone's mind, but I know not to say. It's just not a good one. Ah, uh, so you're trying to avoid a banned phrase. Well played, guys. Well played. <laughs> we'll move on. Buy or sell three. Ben Simmons talking on J.J. Reddick's podcast, The Old Man and the Three. It's like, it seems like everyone's just trying to, you know, like I have, I'm getting fined for like not lifting weights, but physically I'm like one of the strongest guys on the team. So I'm like, now they're finding me for little things. And, and it was just a buildup of, obviously I didn't handle things the right way, but also the team didn't either. Now in the moment I just spun and I'm assuming Trey's going to come over quicker. So I'm thinking he's going to come full blown. And I see Matisse going, I'm, you know, Matisse, Matisse is athletic and get up. So I'm thinking, okay, quick pass, he's going to flush it. 
not knowing how much space there was. Bro, it, it happened and I was just like, okay, now we gotta go make another play. So maybe some of the first comments we've heard specifically about that pass there instead of the dunk, David Dennis Jr. How do you hear Simmons? I'm selling the dunk thing because you know who else is athletic and can get up? Ben Simmons. He should have dunked that. But I'm all, I'm buying most of what he said. Doc Rivers was wrong for putting him in practice if, if uh, Ben Simmons had come up to him and said he wasn't mentally ready to be in that practice to begin with. Justin Tidley. Everyone's done so much talking about Ben Simmons over the last year and a half. I forgot what Ben Simmons actually sounded like. And I heard what he said in, in the interview. Uh, but all this matters is November 22nd, Brooklyn at Philly on a Tuesday. This is just all fodder for that moment. Mina Kimes? I'm buying Ben opening up about his mental health. Also, shout out to John Wall, who published an incredible essay about a similar topic. I am selling, though, him complaining about the fine uh, for the weights. That, to me, just doesn't need to be said. Jay Adande. I have to go back to the play, and I'm selling him passing because he thought Trey would come over quicker. Even if he did come over quicker, it was Trey Young coming over. It wasn't Giannis or Rudy Gobert. Okay, all right, all Regardless right. Regardless of how quick he came over, go up and dunk that ball. Man, you guys take notes. Ben Simmons. I mean, on everything. You're still holding over. What? Okay. David Dennis Jr., Justin Tinsley, front row seats for Amina Khan's J.A. Adande showdown. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. J.A. Adan, Amina Kimes, good luck in showdown. Aaron Judge's last at bat last night. Four-pitch walk. None of the pitches particularly close. Pirates pitcher Eric Stout got booed. It was an 11-2 game. <laughs> and, and the fans, of course, wanted to see 61. Mina, fair or foul for Stout not to throw a strike to judge there? Foul, foul. It'd be one thing if it was a close game. But down nine runs, dragging this thing out. People might not be that angry right now. Well, Yankees fans are angry. But let me tell you, if this keeps up as these games go along and he isn't breaking that record, people are going to be mad. No, I get it. I'm with the pitcher. I'm not trying to have you make an NFT of this historic moment at my expense. Oh, You're profiting boo. off my expense. I wouldn't throw the ball anywhere near the plate. I ain't the one. I ain't going out like that. <laughs> I think we've evolved past any shame with giving up the big hit, the big home run. Uh, right? I mean, you, it's a great story. Stout could profit off of the NFT that yes. you were speaking of. Yes. Show that, too. University of Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke saying he likes – Road games more because 
We don't have we don't have really have much of a college atmosphere because we play at Hard Rock, so we're about 45 minutes away from campus. So a lot of <clears throat> a lot of students will go up and watch the game, unless it's like a big game. But uh, that's why I like going into away away stadiums and seeing that college atmosphere and, and playing there and, and making the the crowd uh, quiet. He said that on the Room podcast. J.A., how do you hear the quarterback of Miami saying, ah, there's no home field advantage? I mean, nothing but facts when he's talking about the lack of a college atmosphere at Hard Rock Stadium. But did he say 25 minutes to get from Coral Gables to <laughs> Hard Rock Stadium? That sounds like someone that's okay. used to getting a police escorted bus All right. to uh, the game. This is not about the traffic. Go ahead, Mita Kai. Yeah. Uh, look, he is not wrong, but it is a tough look coming off of the loss. I think he should have led with, I like to quiet the fans, rather than making it sound like he was complaining about his own fans. Mita Kimes, 30 seconds of FaceTime. So, the Washington Post has an excellent new series called Blackout about the lack of black head coaches in the NFL relative to the number of players. There are numerous findings. They did a lot of great data work. But one thing that jumps out to me, people say, well, are there really candidates? The Washington Post found that black position coaches and head coach, pardon me, assistants spend nine years longer than their white counterparts before getting head coaching opportunities. That is jarring, and it is a problem. Thank you for that, Mita Khan. My friend Jay Adane, in order to win showdowns, you got to win showdown.